Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Wednesday, October 6th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Omaha, Joe Stanton. And we're not talking about his Broncos this week. We're talking about an NFC West clash between the Rams and Seahawks. Two teams with high aspirations this season and two teams with quite a bit of history here. Yeah, absolutely. This is These teams are very familiar with themselves, uh, with each other. They met in the wild card game last year. The Rams won 30-20 to 20 to send the Seahawks home. Um, it was a heated matchup, and there was a couple words um, exchanged afterwards. Jalen Ramsey came out and said, hey, Seahawks, you know, take your hats and T-shirts to Cabo. Um, next thing you know, they, they lose to the, the Green Bay Packers the next week. Jamal Adams for the Seahawks responded back and said, hey, see you on Cabo. Um, so it's definitely some um, some words exchanged. They're very familiar with each other. And Andrew, we have a great game here. BetUS gives us a 54 and a half over under, two and a half spread. Um, these Thursday night football games have been close. Um, and this one is uh, finally a Thursday night football game where we have some premier teams playing. Um, I'm, I'm excited for this one. Yeah, premier teams, premier players. A lot of fun stuff to break down here. We've got uh, the two and a half spread. Uh, with the advantage to the Rams as the visiting team. They are 3-1, and one, uh, coming off that tough loss to Arizona last week. And then the Seahawks, 2-2, two and two, solid win over San Fran. Um, and we're going to start with the Rams as the visitors, try to get everybody ready for the showdown contests, specifically on DraftKings with some pricing. We'll touch on a little bit of FanDuel pricing as well. Um, but I'm excited about the, this Rams side. I, I would bet them minus 2.5. Uh, this offense is is really clicking, and Seattle, which has been known for a while as having a real tough defense, uh, they're just they're struggling this year, Joe. You know they're giving up points, they're giving up yards. I mean, you know, on paper the matchup is good for the passing game and the running game for the Rams. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this the Seattle defense has been giving up 440 yards total yards per game to their opponents, uh, which is last in NFL. And then with DVOA, they're ranked 27th. It just not looks good for the stout Seahawks defense we're, that we're known and, and accustomed to. Yeah, so I think you can attack them either way. I'd like to get some significant exposure to the Rams here. And let's start with this passing game uh, because it's, it's one of the unique ones. I love – playing the Rams on showdown games, Joe, because they, they, they focus their offense and the, the targets so heavily with Cup and Woods and whoever the third receiver is you know, in that year and the tight ends. And we have a better tight end situation because Everett's gone. So now it's just Higby. Um, so you can zero in on those guys and pair them up with Stafford and feel really good about it. And, you know, based on the pricing, you know, figure out who you want your captain to be. But I agree. I want. Yeah, I would say I agree with you there. It's it's a very condensed offense. I'd actually say on both sides for Seattle as well. I think Seattle definitely condenses their offense. Um, I will note finally on the defense that they looked a little better against San Francisco last week in the first three quarters. Uh, held them to not a lot of points. Their pass defense did look a little better. Um, you know, but they did scrape out that win there at the end. They did come out of the news say they saw a little improvement in their defense, but you know. Any improvement is good from what they've looked before. So I agree. I am looking forward to attacking this Rams. These this Rams side. Yeah. So all right, let's 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 zero in on how we want to do it because 
pricing is the bottom line that determines everything in DFS, right? I mean, Cooper Cup has been an absolute stud this year. And if we had to pick who's going to get the most fantasy points for a wide receiver, it would probably be a pretty safe bet to pick Cup over Woods and Jefferson, right? No matter sure. the scoring format. He's just been dominant in terms of targets. He's had 46 on the season. Robert Woods only 25. You know, last week he had 13. Woods only had six. Jefferson six. So he, you know, he doubled those guys. But how about his pricing on DraftKings? He's 12.4. If you take the other two receivers, Woods and Jefferson, if you add their prices together, 7.6 and 4.8, that comes out to 12.4. So what do you think, Joe? Is one cup better than Woods and Jefferson combined? I agree with you. I think Cup is the guy that the guy that's going to get the most points. I, I put money on it, uh, fancy points wise. But that is an insane price tag, um, yep. and a big difference, especially over there on DraftKings. I mean, it's warranted. He's getting eleven point five yard. Uh, sorry, eleven point five targets per game. They have the number two offense per drive. Like the Rams are cooking, and that's a lot to Cup. Forty two percent red zone share. But my goodness. In this high scoring of a game uh, where I think I do want to get um, – we'll get there, but both QBs and, and whatnot, it's a hard price to play for Cup. Of course, if I could make it happen, I would enjoy that. But um, I don't know, Andrew. It is a steep hill to climb to get to Cooper yeah. Cup. Yeah, it makes it fun. It makes it you know a much tougher decision uh, because he, ex- so ex- he is so expensive, the most expensive guy in the slate on DraftKings. Um, but it you know just it, – it, you, you, he's a perfect guy to play as the captain on DraftKings in a normal slate. He's never, I don't think he's ever been this expensive compared to everybody else on the slate because I really zero in on these Rams showdown slates. So that's the, the, the question number one. Um, you know, looking back to last week, what can we take from, you know, what happened with uh, the Seahawks and that defense, which was better, like you said, but. Debo Samuel, eight for 156 and two scores. I uh, was a little bit inflated because he had that 76-yard bomb that was just a, a busted coverage. But mm-hmm. he was definitely their best weapon. And it kind of surprised me that a lot of his routes were just simple slant routes, seven, eight yards. And the Seahawks were playing, you know, they were giving him a cushion. And so it was easy pit, pitch and catch. And we know that, you know, Stafford, McVay, they well, – Really, McVeigh, it's his offense. They love those short passes, you know, Cup and Woods, mix and match in the slot uh, with those slant routes. So if the Seahawks don't adjust and get up on those guys, I mean, those guys are going to have a field day. So I, I definitely want exposure to them. You know, even if they do adjust that defense, those guys are just masters at running routes, getting open. And um, so. Uh, that that was one thing I noticed that I think the Seahawks are going to have to change. Yeah. I mean, like you said, we're looking at condensed offenses. I, in my mind, San Francisco is a condensed offense. Yep. They are not targeting Brandon Ayuk. The right. ball is going to Debo Samuel, and it's going to Kittle, but it's really going to Debo Samuel. And the Seahawks still had a problem stopping him, um, and they know where the ball was going. So that you're you're facing the same thing here in – Against the Rams, I mean, they are putting all their throws and targets among those three wide receivers, mainly Cup and Woods, mainly Cup, and the Seahawks know where it's going to go. And I don't know if they're going to have um, a better time stopping that because, I mean, they just didn't do that against San Francisco. Yeah, and, you know, strong matchups, according to our partners at, at Pro Football Focus for these Rams guys, much better matchups than the Seahawks receivers 
So you like that. Um, the the tight end situation, let's add that to the mix. We've got Higby, who's a little bit banged up. He, I, I noticed that he had his ankle taped in the last game, and he was a little bit gimpy. But they say he's good to go, and we saw this. the San Francisco tight ends do pretty well against the Seahawks. Kittle was 4 for 40. Uh, he had an end zone target that got uh, tipped away. But Dwelly, the other tight end, caught a 21-yard touchdown pass. So uh, plenty of uh, opportunities there for Higby. Um, and then the other thing with Cup and Woods, I want to circle back to that one more time and then you know get your final thoughts on these pass catchers, is that Woods, he really was ignored for most of the game mm-hmm. against Arizona. Cup was the man. And on the last drive, they started throwing it to Woods. That's when he caught his touchdown pass. So he finished with a four for 48 and a score, you know, decent line. But he was non-existent for most of the game. And after the game, McVay has come out and said, we got to get Woods more involved in the offense. Now, sometimes that can be coach speak. It can be a diversion. And I think we should ignore it. But this, I think we can pay attention to because, you know, even if he didn't say it, I think they would want to – get Woods more involved because it's a major discrepancy with between these guys in terms of targets. And, and I don't think Cup can keep up this pace every single week because he's physical. I mean, he takes hits on, on these eight, nine yard catches. So I think they need Woods to be more involved. So that's one more reason I kind of like him this week. I agree. I mean, I, so Robert Woods, his two touchdowns this season have both come in just garbage time of games. And even on this touchdown last week, after he got the touchdown, there wasn't a lot of celebrating kind of just like kind of flipped the ball away. Um, so I do think it could be kind of coach talk coming out and, you know, to kind of ease some emotions being like, Robert, you know, you are a big part of our offense. We need to get in more opportunities, kind of ease those tensions. Um, so I do think it's a little coach speak, but I, I mean, I agree. He is a solid wide receiver that is not getting enough action for this Rams defense. And I don't know how cup keeps up that pace. Um, I mean, yeah, it is McVay's offense, but Stafford has been known to target one guy in his career. It was Galladay with the Lions, um, Calvin Johnson a little bit. I mean, the difference for me between Robert Woods um, and Van Jefferson isn't as big as it probably should be. Robert Woods is having a 19.3% target share, where Van Jefferson has a 13.3% target share, and he's getting 22% share, 22% share of the team's air yards. Um so I'll mention that. I think Van Jefferson is an excellent value. Um, you also have Deshaun Jackson there. He is a pun GPP play for me. He is getting a lot of – if he's getting a touchdown, it's because it's a really deep ball. Um, you know, he's a big name, so I think he's going to get a lot of a lot of uh, ownership there. Um, I still like Robert Woods because, like we said, he's a great, talented wide receiver, a way better price than Cup. Um, so, yeah, I like it there. I also like Van Jefferson. Um, and as far as Higby goes – I don't know if I'll get there. Um, the price for me doesn't sit right with how I'm constructing my lineups right now. And he's not 100%. Um, I mean, he went four catches for 36 yard for 36 yards. He runs a decent amount of routes for the offense. It's a high-powered offense. I don't know if I'm going to get there. Um, but Higby is just a – he's kind of a mediocre play for me. Okay. So. Yeah, and I'll, I'll follow up on Jefferson too. I, I mean, he's solid, solid, very fair price. You know, more of a – reliable guy right now than Deshaun Jackson, who is more of that boomer bust home run guy. And he had a deep shot open last week against Arizona. Stafford actually underthrew him. So 
you know, he could hit, but definitely, definitely boomer bust. Let's look at I these. Mean, yeah. well, I was going to say, Andrew, with all this said, we're talking about all these pass catchers. I have to assume you're liking Stafford here. Yeah, I am. Um, and I think, yeah, I think he will probably be in most of my lineups Yeah, um, on both sides. That doesn't mean he has to be the captain or the MVP. He can be on, on fan. Do I like him more as the MVP? Uh, we got to talk about these running backs too, because Seahawks giving up over 150 yards per game on the ground. Not good. I think last week it was a little inflated again. Um, the so, uh, Seahawks giving up 152. Did I say that right? Um, mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's one of those um, pick your poison, you know, good situation for the passing game and the running game. And I think the Rams are one of the teams that they do prefer to pass it more. I mean, sure, they, they'll run it, um, you know, with Cam Akers. He had a big game against the Seahawks last year. And Henderson – he looked good last week, 19 touches, caught five balls. Uh, Sony Michelle did not look good, only three carries, had a fumble, wasn't targeted. Uh, it is a short week, though, so I don't know if Henderson gets 19 touches, but I'm willing to play him again. 8400 on DraftKings I think is a fair price. Uh, what are your thoughts here on these running backs? Yeah, I agree with you. Daryl Henderson is the clear-cut running back one. I thought they were going to ease him in a little bit last week. You know, he's coming off that rib injury he doesn't have that injury designation now for thursday but yeah last last week in week four i said he might take it easy no he it was a snap share of 61 to 7 um against sony michelle i mean he dominated the backfield um he had a good game the rams have a 28 run advantage here versus the seahawks like you said they have a history of running against this team um they like to pass the ball for la but i actually think because everyone knows that henderson could sneak by um and I think he's that middle value for price and not maybe not a lot of people are on them, but he is in a great position. He is the clear running back one. Uh, Sony's not going to be competing with him for snaps. And yeah, I really like Derek Henderson in this game. Excellent. All right. Well, we're, we're high on the Rams. We're aligned on that. Uh, before we get to the Seahawks side and, and Joe, you can break that down for us. Uh, some thoughts here on social media, et cetera, and how folks can join the family. Absolutely. Yeah, Andrew, we have a big ask every podcast. It's for a like and a subscribe. It means the world to us. Um, but you know what even means more is, is when you guys comment down below. We love interacting with you. Um, you know, we have pods for MLB, PGA, NBA is coming up. I know Coach just cashed in his first preseason lineup over there. Andrew, I know you're going to be on those pods with him. Maybe I sneak in on one. Um, we got all the sports going, and, and they're just crushing MLB playoffs. So, how you join us is you go to dfscoachtalk.com, check out our memberships. We have a three-day pass for $10, um, great for NBA um, and MLB. We have a five-day pass, $19, perfect for NFL. You're going to get our Thursday through Monday lineups. Um, you'll get in our Discord. You'll get all the sports. Um, we give out full FanDuel lineups. We, get a, we give out a DraftKings uh, clipboard, and we also give out Yahoo lineups as well if you're playing over there on that slate. Um, I, know, I know Leo in our Discord is a massive Yahoo guy. Him and Coach are just crushing it over there on Yahoo. So, um, yeah, join the family. Um, we'll get you in here, and we'll get you some winnings. Um, love to have you. Excellent. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, all right, so talk to me about the Seahawks side here. At home, they'll have the 12th man there cheering, but they are the underdogs. Uh, two and two. Big game here. What are your thoughts on the Seattle side? 
Sure. So I'll start with Russell Wilson here to start. Um, he hasn't set the NFL ablaze out of the gate. I know last season in the first couple of weeks, we were like, he's the MVP runaway. Um, he's had a consistent start thus far. Nothing crazy. I mean, he's thrown nine touchdowns, zero interceptions. He's ran for 61 yards and a touchdown. That's probably the biggest difference between him and Stafford. Um, there's a little bit more of a mobile quarterback back there for the Seahawks. Um, but in this game, the Seahawks have, according to PFF, a negative 45% pass advantage versus um, this Rams defense. In the Rams defense, I mean, Kyler Murray came in last week. He did well. Um, so it's not like this Rams defense can't be beat. Um, but they are really stout top to bottom. Um, Aaron Donald, of course, the big man in the middle. He's had 13 sacks on Russell Wilson since 2014. And that's his most against any team. Um, of course, they play each other a lot. But Aaron Donald loves coming after Russell Wilson. Um, so I don't think Russell's going to have a massive time in the pocket um, for his throws, which we'll get into with his receivers. I still think Russell Wilson's a fine play with his high-scoring game. Um, I think they are going to be throwing the ball a lot, so he will probably be in my lineups. Um, however, I think it's going to come with caution just because this Rams defense is really good, and you know I don't know how much time he'll have in the pocket. So we'll see. Um, Andrew, what do you think about Russell Wilson here? Well, yeah, I mean, huge. Like you said, he's got that mobility which is often a huge factor. He'll break out of the pocket and run for 20, maybe even run for a score. So that's, that's, a, that's an X factor. But if you look at the numbers here, uh, here's one of the things that's deceiving, is that the Rams are 25th in yards allowed per game through the air. But let's not forget that they have played Brady and Murray, like you said, the last two yeah. weeks. Sure. So you got to take that into account. They are a terrific defense uh, Jalen Ramsey and company, you know, great secondary uh, on top of that defensive line like you're talking about. So it's just not an easy matchup. You know, last year, those matchups between these two teams, Wilson was not lighting it up. Uh, they weren't really very high scoring. Um, you know, this one certainly has the potential. But, uh, you know, overall in terms of rostering Wilson in this matchup, you know, I, I like Stafford a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Wilson's definitely playable. I like him a little bit better on DraftKings where you have six players instead of five. But, you know, I, I'm ranking him behind Stafford for this one. Yeah, and I, I'm in the same place. I definitely am going to be leaning Stafford in these contests. Um, I do think I'm going to get a couple of dual quarterback, um, you know, probably in my cash games um, just because I think it's going to be a high-scoring one. But I agree. I think the edge goes to Stafford. Um, now with Seattle, even though we said their passive range is low – um, and is it quite the deficit? I do like the wide receiver cores over the running back here. Um, and a couple of people I want to, I probably want to um, match um, Russell Wilson up with is Tyler Lockett um, and DK Metcalf. So he's getting shadowed by Jalen Ramsey. They've seen each other before. DK is a freak of nature athletically, Andrew, much more than you and I are. Um, and it's by a Just long barely. shot. Yeah, well, sort right. of like put together, like you and I put together, we might be able to lift as much as he can. Uh, yeah. sort of like you know, Woods plus Jefferson equals cup in pricing. That's exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. And he has a 62% red zone share, so DK is going to be targeted, and that's just because he's that athletic. Um, he's at 33 targets on the season, 20 receptions, three touchdowns. Um, he's going to get his, but that matchup is tough. Um, and for that reason, I think I like Tyler Lockett a little bit more. Uh, we actually saw in the last game for the Rams that A.J. Green 
um, stung Darius Williams for a, for a big, long touchdown in week four. Um, so he was that second guy up. And I think Tyler Lockett kind of slides into that spot. And he's a little better on the wallet when we're putting together um, our, our lineups here. He has 25 targets for 20 receptions, um, so the same amount. And, again, three touchdowns. Um, Lockett's a little more boomer bust for me dependent. Um, but just because of the matchup he's going up against, I think I would I think I would lean Lockett here. Andrew, what do you think about between Metcalf and Lockett and some of these other wide receivers? Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think I give a slight edge to Lockett this week. It's tough, um, you know, because because of Metcalf's athleticism, his size. Um, but Ramsey's got some size too, and yeah. he's been moving around the formation quite a bit, playing actually 55% of his defensive snaps in the slot. But Metcalf, who we think of as an outside guy and Lockett more of a slot guy, Metcalf's actually played 20% of his snaps in the slot this year. So I do think there's a chance Ramsey will follow him, shadow him, and really give him a hard time. And, you know, Russell Wilson's one of the smartest quarterbacks. So he's probably going to want to target Lockett against the other guys who are Mm -hmm. tough. Uh, Williams is is really tough. I I think Long is a a better matchup, so he'll – target lock it there and then we've got in terms of the third receiver we've got Eskridge still out with the concussion unfortunately so we've got Freddie Swain potential value play he's played 63 percent of his snaps in the slot which has allowed Lockett to be outside more this year uh he did get in the end zone last week uh 4600 is a little pricey for me on DraftKings for a player in that context uh, as the true, I mean, we're talking true third receiver here for the wideouts, right. right? Not yeah. even a question. Yeah. Um, but you could get different with the lineup if you go with Swain. Yeah, uh, he had two touchdowns in the last three games on an interview after the game. Russell Wilson um, just said, I'm starting to trust him more. I trust him um, in the end zone. I mean, but he really is the wide receiver three. Uh, so it definitely goes down to price on, on DraftKings and FanDuel. And I think the reason he's that third target is because Gerald Everett uh, was on COVID this last week. Um, he did not play. Will Disley came in and, and had two receptions there. Uh, didn't do much work, um, unfortunately. Gerald Everett has had a strong start to the season. Um, I do think he – I think him and Swain kind of match up there as the third look for Russell Wilson. I mean, Everett, he's had eight targets. Um, he had that one touchdown in week one. And he has, a, he has a pretty even matchup uh, with Kenny Young on the other side. And I definitely think, you know, he's coming off of COVID. Um, he, he just, he, there's a chance he will play. It's not certain yet. We're leaning towards he does uh, with some negative COVID tests coming in. And it's not like he has to come back from a rib injury. You know, it's COVID. He, he's going to be 100% out there. Um, so, yeah, between Swain and Gerald Everett, um, I think I could go either way for value. I do think if Everett's out there, though, I do like him. Um, and that's probably where I link for the tight ends here. Yeah, I'd go Everett over Swain. Uh, Everett definitely playable at that price. Wilson has shown that he likes him here early. Um, Disley, yeah, that was disappointing last week because I played yeah. him a bunch. But the Seahawks didn't run many plays. It was a crazy slow pace for a 28-21 game. You know, because one of their no. touchdowns came after a, a, a fumble deep in San Fran territory. So they just yeah. didn't have to run many plays, didn't throw it much at all. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then Colby Parkinson was the backup, the cheap third tight end, second tight end last week. He's he played 38 snaps, wasn't targeted. So 
know, if Everett is out, you know, I think you can look at Disley again. But if Everett's back in there, then you know he's the guy. Absolutely, yeah, I agree there. And and we'll touch on the running backs to round out Seattle here. Chris Carson sat out Tuesday practice um, with a neck inflammation. Says it's something that's just been kind of a, a yearly long thing, a season long thing. It kind of spikes up at times, kind of goes down. They're kind of testing it, but it doesn't sound good uh, to me here. And, and I think I'm, I'm leaning towards he doesn't play. Again, we'll see is the questionable tag right now. But, I mean, even when he was on the field, besides that week one performance versus Indianapolis, he hasn't been stellar, um, to say the least. He, um, There's been no passing work. He's only had three targets in the last three games. Um, and, his, and his running back and what he does on the field, it's, it's nothing special. And he's actually splitting snaps with Alex Collins. In that week four game, Alex Collins had 23 snaps, um, Chris Carson at 25. You could kind of chalk it up as just a, who's having a better game. I'm going to throw Alex Collins out there more. But, no, it really did look like they were splitting snaps there. And Collins had a better game. He had, he had 10 rushing attempts for 44 yards, one touchdown. Um, he also had two receptions for 34 yards. Um, so with the running backs here, I don't love the running back game for Seattle. Um, I don't think they're going to look to run a lot. And those running backs, especially Chris Carson, aren't going to get passing upside. Now, if Chris Carson is out, Alex Collins is a fantastic value, mainly just because of his price and the workload he's going to get. And like I said, he did look good last week. But if Chris Carson is in, I'm not particularly excited for either of these running backs here because they're going to be splitting that backfield. And I'd rather go to someone who's going to give me more fantasy points um, in this showdown. So, yeah, that's where I'm at with the running backs, Andrew. Yeah, pretty similar for me. Uh, you know, we're recording this Wednesday night. So we don't have the final news on Carson, but I agree. I think it's doubtful that he plays since he didn't practice at all. And if he does not play, then I love Alex Collins. I don't love the matchup, but I love his price. 3200 on DraftKings. And I thought he looked great last week. I think yeah. he's agile, uh, but he's also aggressive and physical enough to do some damage. He looked good catching the ball. I've liked him since he got a couple chances with Baltimore. Whenever he gets the chance, he does well. And I, I haven't understood why some of these off seasons he comes in somewhere as a fourth or fifth guy on the depth chart. I think he's more talented than that. You know, he's one of these guys. He does a lot of stuff off the field to give himself an edge. He does, uh, you know, these dance classes, yoga, I mean, whatever it takes. And you can see it in his footwork. Uh, so I, I, I'm big on Collins if he's the starter at, at the at the price he has. Nice. On both DraftKings and and FanDuel, you really you really dove in deep there with his uh, with his hobbies outside football. <laughs> <laughs> well, when they affect DFS, you know it's sure it's, it's more important. Uh, so uh, definitely worth considering. And then uh, again, if Carson is out, Collins will be the lead guy. But then we've also got to mention Travis Homer as the third down back. He'll catch some passes. He's caught five this season already, and with his price. Only a thousand on DraftKings. There's another guy you can get because if this plays out like we think it will, Joe, with the Rams leading most of the way, Wilson's going to have to be throwing it, checking it down. Homer might get a few looks. I like that. I like it a lot. Yeah, Andrew, I'm going to say, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I feel like we sound pretty similar across the board here. Let's check the last box. What, what kicker do you like in this one? Yeah, I like uh, I like Gay a little bit better for the Rams. Yeah, you know more volume this year, a couple of field goals per week. Uh, you know Pete Carroll's always like a 
uh, let's go for it on fourth, or maybe let's just punt it. He just doesn't attempt as yeah. many field goals. S same here. Uh, I like Matt Gay um, over the Seattle kicker Myers. And yeah, if I had to go kicker, I think I would go Matt Gay. Um, he's, you know, not a bad floor for kickers. Like we always say, um, I do. I don't think it's necessary to go to a kicker here. I think it's gonna be high scoring enough game. Um, but yeah, look at that, Andrew. We are, we are pretty sim similar uh, across I mean, the board here. This is week five. I think this is the most similar we've been. So this is the yeah. time that folks got to jump in and grab our lineups. They're going to be locked in together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So for the folks who haven't tried us yet, we give out full lineups like Joe mentioned on FanDuel and Yahoo, but we do cash lineups and GPP lineups. So you get a different, different, couple different builds. They're designed for the different contests. Come into our Discord. We'll teach you about that. And then, we, of course, we give out uh, what we can on DraftKings, the core, again, for the cash lineups and GPP. So grab that five-day pass. Join us here for Thursday. We'll give out the lineups about 45 minutes before kickoff. So join at some point on Thursday. Uh, if you happen to listen to this Wednesday night, jump in tonight, and you'll get our golf lineups. Those have already posted. Uh, and then baseball lineups here are going through the playoffs as well, off to a good start. So lots going on here. Uh, we'd love to have you jump in dfscoachtalk.com to sign up. Any questions, you can find us on Twitter at dfscoachtalk. So that'll do it for today. Make sure to tune in this weekend to the Main Slate podcast and then join uh, Joe and I next week for another Thursday night preview. So great work, Joe. On behalf of the entire DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.